welcome you this morning to Fellowship Baptist Church worship service, and we're glad that you are part of the service today with us. I'm Pastor Rick Prevost, pastor here at Fellowship Baptist Church, and I want to thank Anita for the music as we begin our service today. Great job as always, and just want to give you a couple of announcements, and we're going to have some scripture reading and, and prayer, and also we have a uh, just a few moments, an update on the uh, worship center and the work that's been done there. So we're going to have Neva and Robin who will join us in just a minute by, by video. So, all right. Well, thank you for coming. Let me just uh, make a few announcements just to remind you that right now we're sheltering in place. We're not able to have our worship service uh, live as, as you know, because you're watching today, but our deacons and elders did meet uh, this last Thursday night, and we were praying and we're talking about uh, where do we go from here, and that uh, is really dependent on a number of things. One is is what this what the governor allows us to do, uh, but also it also means that we have to do everything in decency and order. The Apostle Paul talked about that, and so when we do return back. To church it'll be uh, first uh, just the worship services and uh, some will want to come and be back with us when we open the church back up some might want to watch online like you're doing now until you feel safe about coming and so we'll have more instructions about when that will be and also how we're going to do everything but uh, we'll make some announcements next week about going forward with our Sunday school classes our, our youth ministry and also with our children's ministry so we'll have some more announcements next week about that so let's have a word of prayer and then uh, charlie's going to come and read some scriptures this is the spell for prayer our father thank you for this sunday that we could come and worship you thank you for our church family and our guests who are with us today we ask your blessing upon them we ask god today that you would speak to our hearts, encourage our hearts, Lord. Help us to uh, seek your face, Lord, during this uh, uh, virus and this, all these terrible things that are happening right now. We pray for our nation, Lord God, that you'll restore our nation along with all the other nations who are, who are under lockdown right now. So, Father, be with us, and we'll give you praise in Christ's name. Amen. And we're going to just remind you that... Uh, We'll be in the book of Jonah. We were there last week. And so we're going to have a video right now. And so I encourage you to find your Bible, Jonah chapter 2. We'll be looking at that in just a little bit. Well, we're still incarcerated. Oh, I mean, quarantine. I tell you, but there's so much work that still needs to be done. Let's see. Hmm. Okay, pews. Pews need to come in. Chairs. Oh, yeah, they have to be cleaned. Man, it's going to be hard doing on just with a few people. Uh, what do you think? Uh, blinds. Yep, blinds. Okay, now, hmm. Robin, what are you, you're crunching the numbers. What do, you, what do you think? Okay, well, let me see. Okay, well, I think I think you know we're pretty we're doing pretty good, and um, for having the workers come next weekend, and we've still got to get that piano put back in. We've got a lot of stuff to do to, for finishing the decorations for the sanctuary up on the stage, 
So um, I think that sounds pretty good. Hey, how's your coffee? Is it pretty good? Yeah, you know, Robin, can you pass the cream, please? Sure. Hey, Neva, I'm getting a little hungry. I think you have chips over there. Could you send some my way? Sure, no problem, Robin. Well, when we're finally allowed back into the sanctuary, we may still have to give air hugs, may not be able to be close together, but at least maybe we're going to be able to be in the sanctuary for our first service back in. That's our goal. So we'll see you then and with plenty of air hugs. That was awesome. It was really good to see uh, Robin and Eva back up on the silver screen. You know, it's so exciting to see that we're getting closer and closer to being able to to uh, uh, be together in our worship center. And and uh, uh, thanks to everyone that's uh, been working very hard at trying to make this happen. And, and it will be a joyous time when we when we get to uh, uh, come back together, worship together, and be in the new facility. So thanks to uh, Robin and Neva for the update. And this morning, I'd like, if you have your Bible nearby, if you could take and find uh, the Gospel of Matthew, and turn to chapter 6. I'm going to read a, a few verses of uh, Scripture this morning from uh, uh, a passage that's very familiar to, uh, uh, to all of us, but I think it's very appropriate for the time that we find ourselves in uh, uh, right now and about being uh, anxious and, and worried. And uh, uh, starting with verse uh, 25 of Ma Matthew chapter 6. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm glad this morning to have uh, Robin come up and sing with me a song I think uh, expresses this, uh, this truth that we're not to find our value in things here, physical things of the earth, but find our value in the eternal blood of Jesus. Costly wounds of love. 
you Charlie and Robin great song appreciate you singing today for our worship service I hope that you've already found the book of Jonah in your Old Testament and we'll be looking at chapter 2 today we call the message the prayer of the prophet last week we talked about the panic of the prophet as as Jonah was uh, running away from God and we know that instead of going to Nineveh to preach to that great wicked city uh, no, uh, Jonah went the other way went towards Spain and uh, God caused a great storm and the sailors uh, threw him overboard because he was a problem to them and the whole storm was a problem because of Jonah's sin of disobedience we talked about this last week but we left Jonah in the belly of the whale or the belly of the great fish it didn't say a whale, but it was a great fish. Probably was a whale. And I've seen whales when I lived in Hawaii. We used to go out and do some whale watching. And they're, they're pretty good size. And I can imagine that uh, Jonah had no problem fitting inside of the belly of that whale. And uh, he was there three days. Now, we left him there longer than three days since last Sunday. So, but can you imagine being inside of a, inside of a, whale, a whale alive? And that's the miracle that he even stayed alive. And so that's where we left him. But today we're going to be looking at the prayer of the prophet in chapter 2. And we'll be looking verses 1 through 10 in just a moment. But we talked about, about three or four weeks ago, if you were with us, we talked about the, great, the single greatest need in our land today is a heaven-sent revival. And we said that revival comes at the sovereign, gracious decision of God to send a fresh movement of his spirit among his people. But revival will not come unless it is desired. It's an invasion from heaven at the request of the saints on earth. And today we talk about the, the prayer life of the great prophet Jonah. Now, we're going to talk about prayer and the importance of that today, not only for Jonah at that time, but for our nation and for our churches and for Christians to be praying to God. A.W. Tozer, one of the great preachers that's passed on to be with the Lord, he says, we are called to an everlasting preoccupation with God. Now, that's any time, especially during this uh, pandemic, during this time of the coronavirus. It's a special time, I believe, that we're called to be preoccupied not with what's happening around us, but with God himself. 
And I love the verse over in Psalm 33, 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. So do we want God's blessing? Well, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So uh, we think about the importance of prayer and uh, some of the things that uh, I added as I was working on this message, added uh, just today, actually, in my preparation for this message, is some principles that govern prayer. Uh, Jesus said we should pray in Jesus' name. In John 16, 23 and 24, in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Why did God or Jesus say, ask in my name? Well, there's a lot of people praying around the world. And uh, you think about all the prayers they pray to their gods and, and uh, whatever it might be. Maybe it's an idol they pray to. Uh, but we as Christians pray in Jesus name because our prayer goes to the to God the Father through the Son by the Holy Spirit and so prayer is very important we also should pray for God's will we think about 1 John 5 14 and 15 and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Did you know that if you pray God's will, his will gets done 100% of the time? Not 90%, not 80%. His will gets done 100% of the time. So you want to pray in God's will. And that's what our elders and deacons, as we met uh, this last Thursday night about, is the importance of prayer. And when we talked together uh, through the Zoom, we didn't meet actually together. We social distanced uh, we had a great Zoom time. And uh, one of the things I suggested is that we have to pray. And uh, I'll be talking a little bit more about this in the message. And that also, we should ask uh, the right way. James 4.2 says, You lust and have not, yet kill. You desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. And so we're to ask the right way. So let's took, look at our passage before us as we think about this reluctant prophet, Jonah, as he begins to pray. The first thing I want you to notice where Jonah was. It says in chapter 117, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. He was in a prepared fish, verse 17. God's the one that prepared that fish, or maybe a well, we don't know. Probably was a well. But can you imagine the purpose of that fish? You think about all the thousands and thousands and millions of fish out in the ocean. Here's this one big fish. His purpose is to swallow a reluctant prophet. Can you just think about that? I mean, this fish, every day he'd go out there and, and swim, and he would... Uh, find something to eat and he would live and he must have had a pretty good appetite to grow as big as he was and here all of a sudden there was something new on the menu it was called the prophet Jonah 
It's just amazing. So it was in a prepared fish. But also, where Jonah was, was not only in a prepared fish, but in a prophetic fish. Prophetic fish. Over in Matthew 12, 38-43, we talked about this briefly last week. Jesus said that his resurrection is like uh, when Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, he said the Son of Man, Christ, would be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. And so that was a prophecy that Jesus uh, fulfilled. And so this was a prepared fish, a prophetic fish. So that's where, Je that's where Jonah was. Secondly, notice what Jonah did. Look at verse number, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol, I cried, and you heard my voice. So what did Jonah do? We'll see a couple of things here. Number one, he prayed, verse one. Jonah prayed. Uh, there was a call to prayer in his life. Can you imagine three days, you know, you can't get out. Uh, that the uh, inside of that belly of the fish was kind of tough. If you've, if you've ever uh, caught a shark, when I lived in Hawaii, we used to, I used to catch hammerhead sharks all the time. And uh, I'd go to the pier and I would have my 12 foot fishing rod and I would throw out there. And a lot of the Oriental folks there, they would see me catch these hammerheads and they didn't have the, the big fishing pole like I did. And I could get way out there and they would say, are you going to keep that hammerhead? I said, no, can we have it? So they got so used to me coming to the same place. And it was always Sunday afternoon because we didn't have a Sunday night service. We were renting uh, in a school there to have a Sunday morning service. So my relaxation was to go to the pier on Sunday afternoon and catch fish. And you say, well, that's not too biblical. Well, Jesus uh talked about fishing, and Peter is a fisherman, so I guess I'm okay. So we, we, first thing he did is he prayed, verse 1. There's a call to prayer. There's this call to prayer. Second uh, Chronicles 6, 19. It says, Give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy. O Lord my God, hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence. So he prayed. I think about Ezra. Over in Ezra 8.23 says, We fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. Notice in Ezra, they not only did they pray, but they fasted. Early church prayed and fasted. Jesus said, Not if you fast, but when you fast and pray. And so I'm calling, and as I as I said this to our elders and deacons, I'm calling them to fast and pray about this during this time. We're going through this pandemic. I'm asking our people. It could be for a day. It could be for uh, uh, two or three days. Uh, if you want to be real spiritual, do it 40 days. And uh, you'll be like uh, Jesus out in the desert uh, for 40 days. Moses, 40 days. So, But I want to ask you and I want to call you to prayer and to fasting. It could be just saying, I'm going to fast. It doesn't have to be from food. It could be something that you do all the time, that's your regular delight, that you say, I'm going to give this up. Uh, it's, it's like when people give up something for Lent. 
uh, I'm asking you to be praying and to fasting for our leadership, for our governor, for our president, uh, to, to pray for when churches should open up again and when fellowship should open up again. So prayer and fasting. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalm 17, 6, I call on you, O God, for you will answer me. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. And there has to be this call to prayer. So he prayed. There's a call to prayer. Secondly, we notice there was a commitment to prayer. I love Jeremiah 29 and 12. It says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. I will listen to you. Does God listen to you? He's not listening to you if you're not praying. He listens to those who pray. And there's people in our church. And uh, I could call you at, uh, at any time. There's some of you that I do call sometimes. And just say, I need your prayer for this. And so, because uh, we know that person we're asking to pray is a prayer warrior. And so we're asking that our church family be uh, prayer, prayer warriors. Uh, I love what Jesus said, ask and be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. In the early church, Paul told the church of Ephesus, Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the spirit on all occasions. Wouldn't you say this is an occasion to pray? On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So we need to pray and all kinds of prayers. Now that you say, what's that? Well, there's prayers of supplication. There's prayers of thanksgiving. There's prayers of repentance. So there's a lot of different, different types of prayer. So we see he called to God. He called out to prayer. He cried out. Look at verse 2. Don't miss this. In verse 2, notice in your Bible, if you have it open there, it says this. He prayed in verse 1. And then it says in verse 2, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. Your prayer should be a crying out. Not just, uh, Lord, thank you for this food that I'm about to eat. Or, Lord, give me a good night's rest that I might be able to serve you tomorrow. It's a cry. It's the heart cry of the Christian. And Jonah, can you imagine, for three days and three nights, he's in this well. He's in this big fish. And he's crying out to God. He ran from God in chapter 1. Now he's beginning to pray. It means that he's getting his life right with God. And so we have that that call, that cry out in verse 2. Notice something else there. Uh, in verse 2, it says he cried out. And then verse 3 through 6, it says, For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look towards your holy temple. We see in verse 3 and 4, he says he was cast out. He confessed. He says he confessed. Twice it says in this verse here, verse 3 and 4, you cast me out. In the end of verse 4, I have been cast out. Um, you say, well, who, who cast him out? Well, the sailors did. They took him and threw him overboard. But uh, God cast him out. 
we might mis be mistaken and we think, well, it was the sailors that threw them over. God's the one that had them do that. I have been cast out not only into the deep, it says in verse 3, but verse 4, I've been cast out of your sight, yet I'll look toward your holy temple. Uh, Jesus, three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, buried. On the cross, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? God turned his back on his son during that three hours. And so we think about, here's Jonah, he cried out and he confessed in verse 3 and 4. But then he recalled some things. I like this. The water surrounded me even to my soul, verse 5. The deep, it closed around me. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains, the foundations of the mountains. You say, what are the moorings? It's the, think about a, a mountain that's in the ocean, that comes up out of the ocean. The, the moorings is where the bottom of that mountain begins. It's the foundation. I went down to the moorings of the mountain. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. He confessed where he was. He recalled also that he was in the deep. And this is a picture, again, later, Jesus will use this as a picture of his own death his own death and resurrection. Now pick up your reading there, verse 7 through 9. Verse 7, Jonah 2, says, when, this, when, my, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. My prayer went up before you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Verse 4, it says he remembered something. There in verse 4, you look at that, just go back up there. It says, yet I will look towards the holy temple. Now, you think about this prophet. Um, his desire is to go back, go to the house of God. But he's not talking about that. He's talking about because he thinks he's going to die. Yet I will look again towards your holy temple. I think he actually thought he was going to die. And then if you go down here, uh, it says there in verse 7, Whether my soul fainted within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. So here's twice the word holy temple is used. First, it's a place that uh, Jonah says, I look towards it. It's like when we pray, a lot of people say, well, lift, lift your head and look up and pray. But also verse 7 says, my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. It's not a physical place that we're trying to see with our naked eye, but to rem remember that God is in his holy temple. He does what he desires to do. By the way, he's there even at this time. He's there now. And he can look down upon us. So Jonah remembered, verse 8, he recognized those who regard worthless idols, forsake their own mercy. He recognized what happens to lost people, to people away from God, who have worthless idols. They forsake their own mercy. They're not going to have the mercy of God because they've turned away from God. In verse 9, he sacrificed. It says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. So he sacrificed. 
But I want you to know something else. What Jonah received, look if you will, verses in the verse 9 and 10. It says, salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out onto dry land. There's two things that he received. First, he received salvation. I love chapter 2, verse 9. Salvation is of the Lord. He knew if he was ever going to get out of this belly of this fish, if he ever is going to get saved, it had to be God. And we're talking about physical salvation. We're not talking about spiritual salvation. Even though it talks about in the New Testament, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved. Acts 4.12, there's, there's no name given under heaven where, whereby we could be saved except by the name of Jesus Christ. And so he received salvation. Second, notice in verse 10, he received deliverance. In verse 10, this is hallelujah stuff for Jonah. Now, if you're in the, the well too, you'd be saying hallelujah. He spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Did you know God can speak fish language? He can speak any language. And he spoke to the fish. Okay, enough. Submit him out. And I bet he stunk. I bet he looked pretty bad in the juices of that belly of that, of that fish. And so we think about as we close today the importance of prayer. In the early church, the importance of prayer and the prayer meeting, we find the church gathered to pray. They gathered to pray to release heaven's power on earth and in our lives. That's what they did. They prayed together to get God's attention. Do you know the church, the early church was born out of a prayer meeting? You can read that in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. They gathered to pray. Jesus said that you'll tarry and the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. The church responded to a crisis. You can read this in chapter 4 with Peter and John. Chapter 7 with Stephen. Uh, chapter 12, James and Peter. And, and then in Acts 16, the prayer of Silas. Uh, prayer of Silas. The church was responding to crisis with prayer. And that's why I encourage our church that we respond to this crisis time. If your prayer life is weak and small, it takes just the seed of a mustard seed, the smallest of that, to begin to pray. And you could grow your prayer life. The more you pray, the stronger your prayer life will be. It's like if you go to the gym, and if you look at me, I probably hadn't been there in a long time. You go to the gym, you start working out, and your muscles are weak. The more times that you work out, the more you do that, you build your physical muscles. The more you pray, you build your spiritual muscles. So reading the word of God in prayer. Also, something about the early church prayer meeting. The church grew in love and discernment through prayer of the apostles. If you think about how the church grew closer together because of prayer. So the priority of our church and all churches is to be the prayer meeting. We can't have the prayer meeting right now, but you could pray. You could clear off a spot in your house somewhere or maybe go out into your car or whatever you need to do to have some silence. Maybe if you have a bunch of kids running around, find a place to pray. And so we need to do that. the priority of the church. But the reason why we don't have our prayers answered 
The Bible tells us because in Psalm 66, 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The Lord will not hear me. And so we think about the sin in our lives keeps our prayer life uh, powerless. So what should you pray for? Well, I love the Psalms. Psalm 126, 5 through 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping and bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. We sow in tears. We go forth with weeping, bearing precious seed. And that's the gospel. That's the seed of the gospel. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to come again rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with us or bringing the the fruit of our labors with us. So let me give you three lessons we can learn today from Jonah. The first one is this. When we disobey God, we are held accountable. Chapter one, he ran from God. He went the, the opposite way that God told him to go. And so he was accountable. And the accountability was that God put him in a great fish for three days to renew his relationship with, with God. And for three days, he's there and he begins to pray. That's what chapter two is about. So the first lesson, when we disobey God, we are held accountable. Secondly, realize that God's, God wants us to return back to him. And that's what Jonah did in chapter two. He is returning back to him. And we're going to see in chapter three next week, the preaching of the, of the prophet as he goes out and does exactly what God says for him to do, to go preach to that wicked city of Nineveh. And what happens there, we'll see next week, is one of the greatest revivals in, in history. Thirdly, notice another lesson. We need to accept God's salvation and deliverance. In verse 12, we talked about how God saved him and delivered him. God is the God of salvation. And if you don't know Christ today, I encourage you to trust him, to turn from your sins, to repent of sin, and come back to God or come to God maybe for the first time. For Christians who need to come back to God, it's important that you do that. You can have what God wants you to have in your Christian life, the ability to uh, pray to him, to read your scriptures, understand what his will for your life is and to be encouragement to others as they encourage you. So today, hopefully, you've learned something about prayer. There's still the call I give you today to pray and to fast. Find the time to pray and to fast. Ask God to help you uh, discipline yourself in this area. It's not something we do very often, and uh, the church needs to do more of that. And I pray that, that you'll make a commitment to do that, to join not only our church people, but literally thousands of Christians who are being called to the same thing, to pray and to fast. These things don't happen, Jesus said, unless he told his disciples, unless it's through prayer and fasting. Do we want revival? Pray and fast. You want God to give us his will concerning our own church and about the timing of everything? Pray and fast. Ask God to give our elders and deacons wisdom about that and also other pastors and other churches. Well, let's pray together this morning as we conclude our message. Our Father today, so thankful for this time that we've had to be able to come and 
hear from your word today. We thank you that Jonah turned back to you. Lord, we're all like Jonah. We run away from you. We disobey. But God, help us to be like Jonah that returned, that spent much time in prayer. So, Father, today I pray for our church and our people. God, that you'll call us to prayer and fasting. Also, not only that, God, that you would help us to call upon you in, in the crisis in our own life. Maybe for some it's financial. Others, maybe a relationship. Or maybe some others who need healing. And maybe some are touched by the virus, Lord, that we're related to. And we want to pray for healing. So, God, and we pray for our country, our president, and all those who have been placed over us with the power. Uh, and Lord, we are commanded to pray for leadership. And so I pray that God, even if we don't agree with all that's done, we pray for them as you've commanded us. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. In just a moment, uh, Anita's going to come and or she's going to play a special offertory. And it's a time normally in our church we take the offering, but we can't do that uh, here. But we want to encourage you to continue your giving. We thank you for all the gifts that have been, donations that have been given to the church. And uh, you can do that in a number of ways. You could either, uh, you can mail in your uh, donation, stop by the church, or go to our website, uh, myfellowshipbaptist.com, and you could give that way. But I encourage you to give and to continue to support the church. So at this time, Anita's going to play the offertory, and uh, thank you, Anita, for playing for us.
Thank you, Anita. Appreciate you playing for us today. Uh, pray for her because she'll be driving down to San Diego to suffer and uh, watch the grandkids. And I don't mean suffer. She's going to enjoy that. But she's going to leave this week and she'll be down there for a little bit. So pray for her that God will keep her safe. We're so glad that you joined us today and uh, looking forward to next week as we look at chapter 3 of Jonah. So maybe read ahead and uh, 1045 uh, is our usual time. So right now everything is still about the same. And if you have any prayer requests or if you have any special needs or if you need to speak to an elder or a, count, uh, a deacon or myself, uh, let, the, let the office know that, let Karen know that, and we'll try to meet that need. And just want to make sure that you're taken care of. And uh, we, we've had some people have surgeries. We've had some people who are still ill. want to continue to pray for them. So, again, thank you. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for today's service. We thank you for your word. And, for Lord, uh, we want to thank you for this time that we can seek your face. And we want to pray, Lord, for our nation and for our church family here to, today. Lord, just be with them. And those who have uh, had surgery, surgery just recently, help them to recover. We pray for those who have special needs, Lord, maybe financial needs, uh, different things, Lord, but that you could be with them. Lord, give us a great week to serve you. Help us to share the gospel with those around us. And Father, we also pray for our church as we seek together to pray and to fast. And we give you praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you. See you next week. God bless you.